1: First Ryan, let's talk about the Jacob Lacey news. Now we're going to we're going to be real careful with what we discuss here because we're still gathering information from all sides. I'm a big believer in getting data and intel from all sides and so we're going to basically tell you what we know now that basically I have been able to confirm from multiple parties. The rest of it we'll have on the message board later today. So the rest of the stuff that I've been told cuz it's a little bit more sensitive is going to be stuff that we'll put on the the, the message board later on. So uh, yet another reason to sign up for respectcom That's not a trick to try to get you to sign up. It, 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 it's just right now we're still gathering information, and that's why we're not going to be as, as forthcoming with some of the stuff now because I don't want to put something out that I heard from one source when I haven't heard it from the other three that I've spoken to. And I want to make sure that what we do put out is, is, you know, well sourced. And so then we can say, Hey, this is what one side is saying. This is what the other side is saying. And so we can be fair with how we get this information out and get it to you. So, uh, we, we will share with you, obviously just a little bit of what we know and then kind of what this means for Notre Dame. So number one, uh, and, and again, I'm not trying to be a tease. Uh, well, I guess that might be about the thing that's happening, um, uh, with the thing next weekend. So yes, I am being a, a tease about that one. Yes. But the Jacob Lacey thing, I'm, I'm it's not really that. So. Let me tell you a couple things here going on. So number one, obviously, Jacob Lacey announced that he is leaving the team and entering the portal. Obviously, the timing of it is about the fact that he's played four games. So moral of the story, and this is something that I've been able to confirm from multiple people, is that Jacob basically was was not happy with his playing time this year. It had been inconsistent. He played a lot against Ohio State, played a lot against Cal, played great against Cal, didn't play a whole lot against north carolina and didn't play a whole lot against you had two different streams going ryan that's mm-hmm. what we had to get that figured out but he didn't play a lot against north carolina only played nine snaps a week after dominating against cal didn't play a lot against marshall i think there was some frustration there and wasn't being kind of promised that he was going to play more moving forward and he wanted to red shirt and the red shirt would allow jacob to have two years of eligibility remaining now jacob has played four years in notre dame this is his fourth year. However, the COVID year of 2020 doesn't count, which means if he took takes a red shirt this year, he would then have two years of eligibility remaining. And he w- wanted to use that in Notre Dame, but I think there were some things that had to go along with that that just weren't going to work out. I don't want to get into too much because again, I'm still trying to get for more sources. And when basically there just wasn't people weren't seeing eye to eye on certain things, and Jacob made the decision to leave.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: I never dreamed I would talk this much about coffee, especially since I'm not really a coffee drinker. But ever since we first tried Trade Coffee, my coffee-loving wife is not only hooked But I've even started to drink coffee, and I've got my mom hooked on it as well. Let me tell you about Trade Coffee. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country direct to your home on your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work, taste testing hundreds of coffees from across the U.S. every month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. I've told you about our collection, the rich, sweet flavor, of the big city roast from Joe Coffee, the full flavor of the black velvet from Atomic Coffee Roasters, where you can actually taste the malted milk balls. We love it. And if what I got isn't up your alley, don't worry. Trade will have whatever it is that you want. You can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile, or you can take the coffee quiz like we did and get expertly matched with the coffees that you'll love. Trade is the easiest way to get your very best tasting coffee delivered fresh when you need it. You've got nothing to lose, because Trade guarantees you will love your first bag. If not, they'll work with you to replace it for free. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping at drinktrade.com irish. That's drinktrade.com slash Irish for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the world. Give it a shot. This is why I hate the transfer portal. Uh, I had somebody on Twitter saying, I can't blame him. He's doing what's best for him. I'm so sick of that. Uh, You know, like, look, maybe this is something that he needed to do. I'll find out more later, but I just think that this is just the fact that kid can just, leave in the middle of the season is something that just doesn't sit well with me, even if there's some legitimate reasons for him wanting to leave. If not, whatever, I just, I don't like it, but it is the world we live in. At the end of the day, I think Jacob made a decision that he felt was best for him. I'm not passing judgment on that per se, because I'm still trying to get more information. There are circumstances that I could find out and I don't know what they are. Like I'm not saying I know them about this situation, Ryan. I'm just speaking in general. Mm -hmm. there are things that a kid or a parent or a coach could tell me that I would say, you know what? I understand why the kid left. He needed to leave. Uh, And there are other instances where I'm like, no, I'm not okay with that. I don't, I don't know enough about this situation yet. I've only got, you know, I've gotten some Intel on this, but I just want to hear a little bit more before I'm ready to kind of pass judgment on either criticizing the staff or criticizing Jacob or criticizing both. Which is an option too. So I'm not there yet, Ryan. We're not there yet because we need to learn more about this situation. But what we do know is that he is leaving the team. And the this I was told that the players and coaches tried to talk him into staying, but they just weren't you know weren't willing to kind of do the things that needed to get done to get him to stay. From what I understand, and he is going to enter the portal and have two years of eligibility left. And uh, that's kind of where we are at with the Jacob Lacey situation. So he will not be with the team. That obviously is a major blow, Ryan, because, you know, yes, his playing time had been inconsistent this year, which I don't quite understand. I, I would like to see them do a, you know, part of it was the fact that they were using Riley Mills inside a lot last week against North Carolina, which I I understand as well. But uh, this is a blow because the interior of the line has been really good. They Mm -hmm. are in a position where they can sustain this loss now But they now can't sustain an injury. They can't afford for anybody to get banged up now because then you start having to move Riley permanently inside, which isn't ideal. You know, you have to, there's a lot of other things you might have to do in order to be okay there if there's another injury. So uh, it's a loss. It is a loss. But I do think that as long as there are no other losses, which we'll see if that's going to happen or not, uh, they can sustain this loss. They can. But the, the the margin for error just got a lot thinner for for a unit that has honestly, in my opinion, on the defense, you could argue either corner it, coming into the Carolina game, it was corner and interior D line were the two best units on defense. Would you agree with that, Ryan? Yes. Coming out of that game, it's now the interior because the corners gave up some boneheaded plays in that game as a whole. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. through four games, I think the de- interior of the defensive line has been Notre Dame's best unit so far. And you just lost a player who's you know has been a a, a pretty good a pretty good player so far. And- for that when he's still you know, not feeling healthy. And you know, I've been a big
2: fan of Jacob Lacey too, Brian. I think in the, one of our preview shows for the season, I talked about him being like one of the key contributors, right? Like one of the X factors, I guess, for the defense, a guy that I thought had some penetration ability. And I think that we saw that in the, in the, in the uh, Cal game where you saw this kind of upside that he has as that penetrator, when he's able to be healthy and be on the football field. So never going to sugarcoat it and say that this isn't a loss. It's a loss sure. to the depth you have. Cause it, I mean, like, Hey, you have Howard Cross. You have Jason Amalillo, very good football players. Chris Smith has played a lot better than we anticipated at a higher oh. level or more impactful football player, I guess is yeah. the best way to state it.
1: We thought he'd just give good, solid backup snaps, and he's been good.
2: Yeah, he's good. been good. Yeah. And Gabriel Rubio starting to show some signs of, of giving some legitimate snaps as a contributor. So at that point, you're just like, oh, man, this is a really deep and and just good, good unit overall. So it takes a hit on that, but – like you said, I do think that they have the depth and they have the players where you can subside this, right? Like it's not going to be something where like you lost Jacob and your interior defensive line goes from good to to below average, right? Like it's still going to be a good unit. It's just obviously losing a, big, a nice contributor is a loss. There's no doubt about it.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it?
1: I think that you look at this situation, Ryan, and it's a bit of a black eye for Notre Dame. Whether it's a legitimate situation or not, whether they're okay with it or not, I mean, it hurts to lose a kid, but this is just the reality of college football that we're in. And kids now have leverage where they can say, hey, look, if you don't give me A, B, C, and D, then I'm leaving. And that's the leverage they have now. And unfortunately, uh, I I would not change the four-game rule. I would not. That's one thing that I'm okay with. I I think maybe what I might do is I might say limit it to younger players. You know what I mean? Like you can, if you play four games in your first two years, but if it's, if it's something that happens in your junior, senior year, it has to be injury related for you Mm -hmm. to grant that extra season, you know, that kind of thing. So but I, I think the four-year, the four-game rule is something I like and support. And sometimes there's just consequences to a good rule. What I don't like is when there's consequences to a bad rule that you knew those consequences are going to be there. This is just something that's going to be part of the deal, unfortunately. Yeah. And it doesn't happen a ton, but it's just it's it's part of it. So I um, that's kind of how I feel about the situation. But uh, it, it's a blow. It's a blow for Notre Dame. Now, you know, is it one they can overcome? Yeah, they can. They can. I don't know if there's necessarily any, you know, I mean, you know, maybe Jason Onye gets a chance to get, you know, some more playing time now you know, he gets moved up the depth chart and starts practicing with the twos a little bit. Maybe, maybe Tyson Ford starts getting a little bit more playing time. Maybe he's a guy that could be ready to kind of push for some of those snaps. So it's, it's good. It's going to be interesting to see how they, they handle this, Ryan. And especially if there's another injury, if there's another injury inside that, that could be uh that could, that's when this could become problematic for Notre Dame. Yeah.
2: I agree, and I think that he, he, he cushions loss, too, with the fact of like – because I agree with you, Brian. I don't want to see Riley Mills as a full-time interior player. Right. But the fact that he can do those things does help, you know, obviously losing of a Jacob Lacey. Because what, yeah. what did he play last game? We said – what was it, nine snaps you said he played last nine. game? I think it's North Carolina, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, again, it's a loss because he's a good football player. But with the depth that you've created with the Chris Smiths of the world, with Gabriel Rubio getting better, and having a guy like Riley Mills who although – we both like more as an outside-in type of player. The fact that he has done things inside in the past, you can supplement some of those snaps. So mm-hmm. it's not it's not a demoralizing loss, but
1: it is still a loss. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where we're at right now with the Jacob Lacy situation. I think this immediately, what's the immediate impact? Obviously, Gabriel Rubio is going to get some more snaps. I think it knows guard. His nose guard snaps are, the, the nose guard's not Im- impacted but as long as everybody's healthy. Yep. Now, what happens is, is let's say something happens to Howard Cross. Hypothetically, let's say Howard Cross can't play on Saturday, right? Uh, then all of a sudden you're saying, okay, now who plays nose? Are you going to put Jason Ademiola at nose for some snaps? Are you going to put Riley at nose for some snaps? Uh, does Chris Smith and Gabriel Rubio go from playing seven to 10 snaps a game to 20, 30 each? Right, which would kind of be where they would have to be at that point yeah. in time. That's where we say you can't really sustain another another injury. It, if so, as long as the nose guards are healthy, Cross, Rubio, Smith, then I think they're fine. You know, because you've got Jason Adamiola, you can play Riley Mills inside. You could move Alexander Aaron'sberger inside the three technique as well against certain teams. You know, a team that's going to come out and run the football on you all day. That's not really where you want to have Alexander Aaron'sberger. You know, if they're playing a a USC if they're playing, like I wouldn't want Alexander Aaronsberger playing a bunch of a snaps a three technique against Syracuse. Right. Right. Uh, that's not where I want him because that's a team that's a, you know, they're going to run it at you. They're going to have a big physical offensive line and run it at you. Right, Ryan. I think we agree on that. But if he's going to, if he would have been playing some of that a little bit against um, USC. North Carolina, North, North Carolina, Carolina at times. Right. yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, against, I mean, BYU would be a game where especially in some nickel packages, I'd be okay putting him inside, you know, taking some of those snaps. But, you know, and in situations where you know that they're in a throwing situation maybe if you there's certain personnel groupings that BYU is more pass oriented in you know you kind of you know, match personnel like they have been the last couple of games you know you, th- there's a body you know Jason Onyes a kid like I said I wouldn't mind seeing kind of pushed a little bit you know Jason's still probably a year away from being a, a major contributor I really like his potential at Notre Dame I don't know if this year's the year for him to be ready for that, but now he gets a shot, right? You know, potentially to get some more reps in practice, and then maybe that leads to some reps in games. So that's going to be the interesting thing is it's not just about how do these reps get dispersed in a game, but how these reps get dispersed in practice. Right is going to be another key part to this, Ryan, which makes this whole thing very interesting. So,
2: and I, I almost wonder, happens. Brian, if they play maybe a little even uh, more odd front. Like, I mean, it's possible, right? Like, I I don't know. I'm just like I'm spitballing, like on top of my on top of my head. It's like I don't. It's going to be interesting to see. But I think with Riley playing a little bit more inside, with Chris Smith playing more again, and Gabriel Rubio starting to get more snaps, I, I think again you can, you can manage this loss. But to your yeah. point. I, I'm going to be interested to see how exactly they they give those reps away, right? Like how they manage the, the workload. Because to your point, if someone gets hurt, <laughs> and then you're in a you're in a tough tough spot. Yeah. So we'll see what they do with supplementing. That's right.